This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I am excited, delighted, and invited to, to have a good time with today's guest. By the way, you're listening to Drag Her, the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap podcast available for you on the internet. What a treat for you that you're here. And uh, my Mono Agapian, I'm incredibly charmed to be joined by Drag Race royalty. Uh, you know her from season six and All Stars three. The original queen of the send home tradition. Uh, I should say sending myself home tradition. She started that trend. We've got Ben de la Creme, aka Dela. Hello, hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my god, it was oh, so yeah. hard not to like make uh, little squealing sounds during your intro. You're Thank allowed you to. Much. You're allowed. Oh, I to. am. Okay. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm squealing retroactively. Then I guess. Good. Good. Squeal all the way home. And just promise me you won't send yourself home before this podcast is over. Please. I can't promise that. I, <laughs> listen, I don't make promises like that. We're just gonna see how it rolls. If I oh, do really, please. really well. But don't, um, you know, but have some sort of ethical, moral issue. But you're, that I'm but you're get so, we're so, we'll be so close to the end and you'll be like, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm like, please, Dela, don't. It's possible. Listen, we're just going to have to cross that bridge. How tired are you of people asking you about that? Um, I mean, it depends on like how the they narrative. ask or like what the deal is. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like asking me, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess like asking me about it is like sort of boring, but like sometimes people talk to me about it in a way that's interesting. But if people have questions, I'm like, girl, you have the internet. You're fine. There's like these answers are out there. I wrote <laughs> yeah. like a 20 page dissertation <laughs> after I left. So Reddit's out there for the people who need. <laughs> but like when people come up to me and they like talk about that, like really meaning something to them or how that was like an empowering moment for them as mm-hmm. a viewer and it like helped them think differently about something in their life. Like that's a very rewarding thing. So that I never is, get sick of that. That is really beautiful. And I mean, like we, you, you started that. And like, I think now we're having that conversation more, which is, I think really healthy that we're like, we want to be a part of this fun reality TV program, but we also acknowledge that it's designed to break our brains. And yes. sometimes you can put yourself first. Can I just say that this season, one thing I loved so much was so when Sugar and Spice had the inevitable lip sync off, like, with each other. And it came so quick. <laughs> well, and we all knew it was coming, but yes, it yeah. did feel like it just, like, was a little, I was like, whoa, okay, where are mm-hmm. we going to go from here? But um, but we were all waiting for that moment, and it's, like, so much of that, like, created drama we knew was coming only for drama purposes, which yes. is exactly the stuff that, like, I was like, okay, that's enough of that, you know? I see. And they... Like, 
I, honestly, like, they're so, like, bubbly and sort of have this very specific persona. But, like, them deciding to lip sync with each other rather than against each other mm-hmm. actually, to me, felt like a really kind of punk rock F you to the, like, they were like, yeah. we're not going to engage in this. Like, you're telling us, you're pitting us against each other. We're not going to do it. And I thought that yeah. was, like, really cool, actually. I, I thought it was absolutely interesting and unique and good TV. And it feels like a Spice, which we'll talk about, we can talk about now though, but Spice is still aggravating the system when they're like, please stop doing that. And Spice does it again. (laughs) I know. I really like it's, I think people have this very specific view of both of them. Um, that I'm like, I see the perspective, but I actually think they're like way more subversive than anyone. Yeah. Like people are just sort of like, oh my God, they're bubbly and annoying. And I'm like, but underneath that, they're using it to get away with basically like bucking the system, you know? It's like you're in a sci-fi <laughs> movie and they're like the, you know, like, oh my God, the plane's going to blow up. And then suddenly the the innocent, naive person who you thought didn't have the answers, like has the key to fix the problem. Like, they're operating on a level that we're not seeing or something. (laughs) And honestly, I mean, not to self-aggrandize, but it does, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, how I was feeling when I sent myself home, which is Mm -hmm. just like, like, no, I, like, I've proved myself here. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in this manufactured drama. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's, you know, and I'm just going to, like, let you know that I have, like, I'm not, like, agreeing to these terms. But because my character is so like bubbly and nice you can do that in a way where Mm -hmm. like it's kind of you know like it 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 makes it a gentler message and i feel like sugar and spice have that same vibe that is so interesting will you before i forget will you ever return to the machine or probably or not i would never compete again but um you know i mean i as one of now the only two queens who's won Snatch Game twice, I am Hello? still waiting to be brought in as a Snatch Game I know! Coach. Considering Bianca was brought in even though she lost to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really funny. Isn't the show <laughs> funny that way? I mean, yeah, funny is like a version Funny's of a word. one take. One take <laughs> yeah, maddening's a word. But yeah, I agree. I mean, your Snatch Games are really, and that's why I'm incredibly, we did not plan this, but it is incredibly lucky that you're here this week because we did have a comedic acting challenge on our hands, which I'm really excited to hear your takes on um, because uh, I really enjoyed it, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Before I forget, I need to ask you a series of very dumb questions that Perfect. are based on your name. Those are my favorite kinds of questions. Good, because this is uh, in the grand tradition of Tyra, the Tyra Banks TV show. I have uh, created some questions that are based around the framing of your name. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hen de la creme. What's your favorite bird? My favorite bird. Wow. Um. Oh, my God. I was not prepared for such a high stakes inquiry. Um, There's thousands of answers. I don't know. Like, I think... You know, we have a lot of hummingbirds around our place now that we've moved to Los Angeles. And during the pandemic, it was like one of the only things to stare at besides the -hmm. television. And so I'm going to go with hummingbirds. They have a, a, they've, they've brought me out of, of difficult times in my life. And they're wild. And I kind of think it's fascinating that if they sit still for too long, they die. I don't know if that's real or if that's a rumor, but it's one of those things I choose not to find out the truth because I like the, 
I like that idea. <laughs> Have you seen the product on Shark Tank where you can like trick a hummingbird into floating in front of your face? What? It's just like someone like created a weird mask that creates like a hummingbird feeder in front of your face. So you can force a hummingbird to float in front of your face. That's both really (laughs) cool and cute and also feels like, like very creepy. Very creepy. Very creepy. Uh, Pendelecram, what's your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book? Um, well, it's, it's a short story, but I think it's, um, Shirley Jackson's, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. Yes. The original text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love it. I love, I love the 60s film adaptation. I actually talk about it in Unreasonable Amount. I should probably give it a rest. Uh Um, I hate the 90s version. I loved the uh, Netflix series that was based on it. I just think it's like such a fascinating story and it's so, it's so queer and it's got like such a great queer subtext and it's so creepy and they never show the monsters and I love it. Oh, that always works. Have you seen Climax by any chance? Oh my God, this is so weird. Uh, Ashley Fink, yeah. do you know Ashley Fink? She's an uh, actress, she was in Glee and she was in Peach's Christ movie, oh, All of About course. Evil. She was literally just telling me I had to watch this movie like two nights ago. So no, That's I funny. haven't seen it. It's deranged and it's queer. Um, watch it. Zen de la Creme, what centers you? Oh, um, that's a good question because I'm highly neurotic. So, uh, yeah. What centers me? Um, I really enjoy like my sort of meditative thing is, uh, curating my environment. Cause I feel like I spend so much time fretting over like production and the work I'm making. And a lot of that mm-hmm. is like centered in like my body and then like the pressure of coming up with like stuff in my brain. But, um, also cause I'm on the road so much, like really, mm-hmm like uh, curating a space around me that I feel like comfortable and relaxed is big. And so my big like Zen thing is I like to go to like flea markets and antique stores and thrift stores and just like walk through them and like find objects that bring me joy. Okay. Then you need to go to vintage junction. Okay. Vintage junction is another weird, it's like two warehouses connected with old furniture. What neighborhood? It's kind of in the southeast LA Alhambra ish area. It's you're gonna be delighted. Stunning. It's freaky. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ben Delahem. What's your favorite piece of clothing? My favorite piece of clothing is this uh, like drag or non-drag or either. 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 Um oh God. I don't know. I said drag is tough because I cycle through like so many things so quickly, but mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite looks that I have ever worn is when I did the uh, dripping in jewels, uh, like mm. redo on All Stars Three. Mm. That was just like a bunch of door ble- beads that I like hot glued to a onesie, but still, people for mm-hmm. whatever reason, the first time I hot glued together an outfit, they were like, "No!" And then when I made a far less sophisticated version, they were like, "This is glamour." Yes, <laughs> isn't that confusing? <laughs> it's nonsense. I mean, all of it's nonsense, right? It's just like it's uh, art is nonsense, it, right? It is, but also judging drag is nonsense because it's just kind of like Period. however we feel today, what angle we're looking at, right? You know, it's 
Right. And it's like based on what you saw yesterday. Exactly. And we've seen over time how like the same thing is praised. Like, remember when boy nipple was banned on Drag Race? It's like, ew, you're showing your boy nipple. And now it's like, that's hot. Well, it's yeah. No, it's it's the it's that it's the like whole controversy of just like boobs or no boobs in your drag in general. Right. right? Like there's been so much back and forth about that. And now it's just like generally like the status quo. Yeah. And a lot of boy We've stuff. You remember s- when you weren't allowed to show your, like, on season six, there was, like, Rue really criticized April Carrion for seeing her boy hair. hair. Hairline. And then we had yeah. um, uh, Joey, Joey J. Joey yes. And, like, yeah. no comment on that. No comment. <laughs> and, like, no comment. male characters on Snatch Game were, like, super criticized, and I, like, went in with Paul yes. Lind, and I was, like, ready to, like you know, give my big argument for why I thought doing a male character and like nobody uh-huh. questioned it once. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It, all of entertainment is like that. It's like you, you, they say this is against the rules until you prove them wrong. And then it's a complete fluke if it does or right. doesn't work. Ben de la gem. Do you believe, we're just talking about gems, but do you believe in crystals? You know, I, so Obviously, I spend a ton of time with Jinx Monsoon, and we're on the road together a lot. Mm-hmm. We work together a lot, and she's, like, very, very uh, witch energy. And she mm-hmm. always has, like, bags full of crystals, like, fistfuls of crystals at any given moment. And um, and so it's not something that I've, like, pursued in my life, but I do get in on it, like, when we're together and she, like, wants to, like, cast some sort of spell to make the show go well or something. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'll get into it then. Like, I'll, like, I'll follow her lead on it. But, like, in my own life, I think she's given me a bunch yeah. of crystals that are, like, I don't know. They're, I'm in my studio right now. They're in this room You're somewhere. Not- you're up. Op- you're optimistically unsure. Yeah, I'm like a, I'm like an, I'm a crystal agnostic, not a crystal atheist. <laughs> atheist, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I feel the same way. I'm like, I'll take any good energy. Like I have like a money plant. I have a money, whatever. I have like a money tree in my house, and although I don't believe, I'm like, I have to take care of it too. Well, they're also just pretty I'm, plants. They're pretty. Crystals are pretty too. It's all just pretty. I mean, like whatever. You can believe in air. Yes. You can just enjoy it. You can just joy gazing. Okay, last dumb question. Ben de la Film. I know it doesn't rhyme. What is the next thing you're writing or directing or working on? Oh my gosh. Um, so <clears throat> film-wise, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's definitely a ways out because uh, there's just so many logistics to film production and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But I am working on... A screenplay adaptation of a stage play that I ran in Seattle for many years. That is something that I've really been wanting to develop into something. I think it's lots of years down the road because I, it's like going to be very, very elaborate, but I don't want to give too much away about it, but it is connected to my love of that Shirley Jackson book. So. Okay. Wow. Well, I guess we have to just like stay tuned and see what you're up to. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Um, Amazing. Okay, I feel like I know everything I ever needed to know about you. And now I want to know, how are you enjoying this season of A Drag Race Season 15? Well, you know, I'm a very fickle Drag Race viewer. I have seen, mm-hmm. uh, I think, every other episode of this season. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, But I've been, Fair. I don't know, I'm on the fence. I... Uh, 
Drag Race is like so different from when I initially was on it. I mean, like the vibe is different. The casts are different. Everything about the approach is different. So it a lot of it is sort of being like, all right, can I let go of my attachments and sort of get down with what like Drag Race is now? And it's hit or miss. Sometimes it's like. It re- we, there's nothing we can do about being in the postmodern era of Drag yeah. Race. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with these very talented queens trying to get in on this, even as this franchise evolves into, uh, it's, it's weirdly like now and it's like, and it's like Star Wars episode seven era where it's like we're paying homage to the past but it's the future but it's the original series and it's fresh and new but it's also not yeah i think that's a great analogy i mean that i'm i know we'll get to the challenge but honestly just like the way that we just every season is just quoting every other season it's like right feels like a star collapsing in on itself it's like what like i just <laughs> I, it's just it's so self-referential to me that has ceased to be interesting and is my least favorite part. Right. Like Lux Noir London. I maybe you I don't know. I've been, of course, I, obviously I know the quotes. I'm a nerd too, but like Lux Noir London has been poking in very obscure drag race quotes like throughout her entire time being on the show. <laughs> And it's like part genius, part like spooky. Cause it's like, yeah, that we're in the era now where like we've seen so much drag race that we have to quote drag race while we're on drag race. Oh yeah. And that's been true for like quite some time. And I also, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm being like overly whatever, but I also think it's kind of negatively affected humor in other areas, like Mm -hmm. on stage, Like, I see performances all the time where I'm like, the audience is laughing as if a joke was just told, but it wasn't a joke. It was just a sentence they recognized. And I'm like, recognition is not humor. It's a quote is not a substitute for a joke. And that (laughs) the fact that that's bled out of Drag Race into stage performance, that drives me nuts. I feel like it's making audiences dumber. Like, audiences are smarter. Yes, audiences are dumber. They're smarter than that. Have you? I'm going to talk about this again, but like, you do you remember like when the Onion News Network? Network did like fake news clips. Yeah, yeah. You remember? Kids don't know that that exists. So like those clips are now on TikTok, and now kids are watching those clips, being like, "Wow, this is cringe. Wow, this news story is weird." And I'm like, comedy. It's comedy. <laughs> well, children are notoriously not very smart. That's always been true since the dawn of time. Yes, um, but that's always true. But like, yeah, the nature of social media and how quickly things move and how little context people have now, I think is worse than ever. Like, especially around yeah. stuff like drag, because I really had to educate myself about it. Like I started doing drag at least like 10 years before Drag Race started and Mm -hmm. so I had to learn about what drag had been before me and now you don't you only have to know what drag is right now you know and I think that's yeah it's true like people receive information so quickly and it's like I mean a TikTok trend is old within a few days and yeah it's like yeah like of course nobody has any context but it's even those you know those big stupid red boots that are like, oh my god, today? why is that all over my social media? <laughs> I know, but it's like that's already gonna be dead tomorrow. Well, it's gonna like, be that's dead by the time dead. you get them. Like if you're like, I yes. love this, I'm ordering it. By the time you receive it in the mail, it will be over. Yeah, that's yeah, really fucking nuts. So, what do you think about this beef with Malaysia and Mistress? They're ha- they're having a laugh. I I love watching the beef. I'll say selfishly as a Drag Race viewer. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's not. 
my favorite part of Drag Race by any means. But I'm also like, whatever. It doesn't seem, uh, you know, it seems like a thing that's naturally sort of coming up between them as opposed to something that's like super manufactured. But I will say like the sound, that like crazy driving soundtrack behind their conversation is so (laughs) really just nuts. Like it really is crazy how much that heightens your experience yeah. of watching it. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh it make it seems like a fairly straightforward misunderstanding that just happens in life and then it gets like heightened because yeah. it's on this show and I'm just like, yeah, totally. People have miscommunications all the time. Somebody got their feelings hurt. That sucks. Like talk about it. Whatever. It's fine, you know. Yeah, and obviously, you know, these film days are designed to make you lose your mind. And of course, you're at your wit's end at the end of the day when after everything you've done, they make you sit down so they can film you some more. Oh, yeah. And it's not just the length of the days. It's the fact that you're going, right, like they pretend all of this is a week later, but it's like whatever trauma they just suffered on the last episode was last night, you know? Yeah. And so... And this is probably being filmed at what? 10 p.m., 9 p.m.? Oh, yeah, something like that. But, you know, you don't know. After you've been up since six. Yeah, you're in a windowless room with no clock, so you don't even know. They, like, (laughs) literally prevent you from knowing what time it is at any given moment. It's really wild. (laughs) It's fucked. More interestingly, I want your take on what what your thoughts are on them. Maybe you missed it, but essentially, Robin Fierce went home, uh, essentially, because— And and they all—in so many words, they said, you're very mentally stable. You have to leave the competition. We we don't like it. You're very normal and we want you to leave. Wait, what? I did miss this. Robin So last week basically Robin was in like a bottom and we were like, I don't know, everyone did well enough, so it was like maybe like one of those kookier bottoms, but then she was I saying like, "Oh, bottom. I don't really love taking ri- a kooky little bo- a little wow. Open your legs in a wow. But they, truly Robin was like, "Oh, I'm kind of like I'm just not a huge gambler. I'm not a huge risk taker." And they were like, "Got it. You are dead." Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense to me rather than, like, I mean, when you first said that, like, it's, like, not drama. But it's, like, yeah, you have to be able to take risks. I don't know. I don't have any context for this. But I do feel like to succeed in the this world, in, it's, like, you have to be able to, you have to be willing to take big swings. If you're not willing to enough. fail, you're not going to, like, really make a huge impact, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. But, we love her. Yeah, I don't know. And I her, thought, but, but I thought this whole beef between the two of them, it's like, I don't know, clearly Mistress laughs when she gets nervous, right? She's uncomfortable with conflict, so she giggles. Right. But they made it into right. this whole thing, like she's like laughing at people. And it's like, no, clearly this is just like a feature of her personality. And then like Malaysia had her feelings hurt, which is like, that makes sense. Sometimes people's like things tick each other off, but... Mm-hmm. It literally, it seemed like a very simple misunderstanding that with just a little time and breath would have resolved itself, but instead it Fully. made a big thing out of it, you know? Fully. Well, we're going to get all the way into this sitcom challenge, but first, silence, Dela. I feel like taking a break. Okay, great. <laughs> This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. 
Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hi, I bet you're a little intimidated of therapy. Be honest, I think we all are. Um, It's kind of scary until you get into it and you realize, oh, holy shit, this is the land of Oz and I could be in the Emerald City all goddamn day long. That's what BetterHelp has done for me. It's put me in touch with a licensed professional therapist who is able to communicate with me in ways that people in my life can't. Don't just talk to your Judies, okay? Because your Judies can't be as direct as a licensed professional therapist can. And these therapists can talk to you in any way you like. You can chat, you can do video, you can do phone calls. It really helps me to have that malleability. And I know it'll help you too. So why not do that while saving money? Money that traditional therapy can't guarantee. That's right. BetterHelp gives it to you for cheaper, entirely online, conveniently, flexibly, suited to your schedule, mama. So go fill out the brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed professional therapist. Want to switch? Guess what? There's no additional charge. Let therapy be your map 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DragHer today to get 10% off your first month. Ooh, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DragHer. Bring back my break. We are here and we're talking the Daytona wins to, uh, yeah, let's just generally talk about this rehearsal moment. Of course, the casting. I got to give a shout out to Mistress uh, getting the role she wanted. Oh my God, that was another example of something that I was like, why is this being spun as calculating? Like without the, the, um, Oh my god! Music without the music and the the confessionals, it's yeah. literally actually her very sweetly saying, like trying to in yeah. a not mean way tell Aura that she maybe will not succeed in that role, and then Aura offers yeah. it to her, and then everybody's like, "Mistress is so conniving," and I'm like, "She might be sometimes, <laughs> but in this example, I don't feel like that's what happened." I thought it was a best of both worlds. I was like, she was correct that she had a stronger point of view on the yes. role. And and you could tell just in the performance, it's like, you know, it, unfortunately, Aura was going to have a hard time with, you know, with either. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So they're casting, they're talking, they're rehearsing. You know, I got to say, whatever, they kind of like bury their beef already. Whatever, no big deal. We get our already Malaysia has buried the hatchet with Mistress. Um, Wait, sorry. I I just, I know that we've moved past this, but I could not deal with Aura asking, like she was saying that she didn't understand what pry him off me. It's rigor Morris. And I was like, what's not to understand? Like, I know. I was so that what? was very funny. I don't get it. And she was like frustrated too. She's like, I don't understand. I don't get the context for it. Which I mean, on the one hand, it's also like just like obviously rooted in references to the well, show. But it's also one of the, right, like it's a reference to the show, but it also is one of the few times a line just makes sense in the story. <laughs> yeah, one of actually the rare ch- chances where the script actually is being a bit more liberal yeah. in Drag Race, which never happens. So weird. That it was really weird. And again, like, I guess she just didn't know what rigor mortis was, you well, know? she's very pretty. She's very good looking in those <laughs> biceps. Um, I, I, did, I did take umbrage with the amount of times she flashed her biceps at us. I was like, I, but then, then again, that's my baggage. I'm like, let us come to you. We know you're attractive. Let us come to yeah. you. Don't. It's if, come on. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have happened either way, but it is like off putting when someone yeah. tries too hard with that. It's not for me. <laughs> but Rue is here. Rue is here directing this challenge, and we're seeing everyone's different comfort levels with the material. Uh, like, of, of course, Aura can't, or Aura doesn't either even get the any hole as a goal reference, I'm guessing. And like, just can't repeat a sentence. Like, even if she doesn't understand it, it's how many words is that? Six? Five. Five words. Five. Any hole is a goal. Five. Count it out yeah. on your fingers. Look at your fingers when you say it. Like, it's just, yeah, it is wild. I, it's wild. I truly, yeah, that was baffling. That was a baffling moment. That was wild. Like when you were, I guess you've been in so many acting challenges, but I think of you on The Bitchler and that one, I guess, was a little more open because you really were just given your character and a situation and then they said, go. Yeah. I mean, I got to say that one was much easier and more fun because it was improv 
And uh-huh. let's, if we're being very honest, when have you ever seen one of these scripted sketches on Drag Race where the writing was actually good? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, period. And it's so, it's actually, you are much more set up for success if you are not working with lines they handed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very funny too. And I guess Mistress actually gets points for like improvising and doing her own thing. And uh, which that's also like, that's a, that's a big risk. That's a big yeah. risk. No, but it really paid off. It really did. I mean, again, I am, I, I, when Rue says to the, to the two girls, Mistress and Malaysia, the spinoff is about you. I know if I was the other 12 girls here, I would be shitting in my oh, pants. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because she's saying right to them, like, oh, they're doing good. What about y'all? Well, I will, but I also, right, like, they're chewing the scenery so hard. Like, their performances are so big in a way that works really well, but it only works well when it's not everyone, right? Because if everyone Mm -hmm. suddenly started giving that same volume of performance, it would be unwatchable. (laughs) And I actually thought Marsha was, like, one of the smartest with that. Like, she was so... uh, her performance was pretty subdued and pulled back, but in a way that like on its own, they might be like, Oh, give us more. But like it needed that the scene needed that, you know, it needed somebody who's kind of like a little more grounded. And so I thought that was really smart on her part. It was again, it was actually one of the cleaner, clearer sketch premises in, in a drag race challenge uh, I've ever seen really. Cause I was like, great, this is a comedic premise, but also, you know who are in the brownies, you know who I want to go home. This episode is the editors. (gasps) I was like, do not. What is funny about these ant close-ups? What is funny about these long pauses with the cough? Like, Dela, I'm I'm gonna shock you. I I I appreciated that the show was going somewhere weird and different. Like I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. But what does it have to do with the queens? It's just like, like wh- yeah. who's showing off right now? We're supposed to be focusing on these performances, and like the editors are like, tr- what, trying to get a job? Like what? I don't get it. Like why are you flexing <laughs> in the editing room right now? <laughs> that is a good point. I guess on- honestly, I have to admit that like when I saw it, I was just like, okay, wow, like we're kind of finally fucking with the format in a way that excited me because what I didn't want to see was un- I-, I one of the weirder challenges I thought was like the acting challenge in All Star Six where they were like doing American you know, room American coven story. And that oh, was right, just yeah. 12 people standing in a semicircle. <laughs> and that to me was like, this is the weirdest staging. And so I guess I was like, okay, we're like actually like doing scenes and like taking risks with the editing in a way that I'm like, maybe this is the future of drag race. I guess I would just really like if like the script and the blocking didn't need an editor to like come in and save it, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there are challenges and more and more there's challenges where the editor is the winner. Like last season they did the one where it was like all the fakes, the fake teaser acting challenge. Wait, what? Where it was like, uh, it was like the second episode or third episode, but it was like all all the fake gags you're you'll never see was like put together as an acting challenge. Oh yeah, I didn't see fourteen girls. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Editors, once again, the editors won that day. Um, okay, we're going to get deeper into the acting challenge, but because we're going sequentially, let's go ahead and talk Rue's look and then the rest of the runway. Uh, Rue looks stunning. Rue looks incredible. This is one of my favorite yeah. dresses she's worn in a long time. I love yeah. that nude illusion. I love the silhouette. It's just 
Yes. It's stunning. It feels very like 70s Mackie share kind of, but like a riff yes, on it. with the midriff. Yeah. Yes. I love this look. Unbelievable. Can you believe how many unique gowns she's worn in her life? Oh, it's wild. Well, I don't know how Zaldi like keeps up with it. Like, honestly, it's like, like it's, I mean, yeah. she just wears them, but some like somebody is like coming up with this many different ways to like, how many ways can you put right. the same body in sequence? It's really impressive. Right. It's really impressive. And I know, I guess Zaldi, I know he guess he still makes every single one. That's why. I mean, that, I think so. I might be, maybe some other people have come in, but at least sure. as of a few years ago, it was exclusively still Zaldi, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. And I think it still is. I wouldn't be surprised. I love it. I like also like the, the the jewelry pairings are really cool and a kind of '90s for me, which I'm like, okay, good. We're going with this aesthetic of the '90s sitcom vibe. I'm digging it, and I'm I love her hair. It. Love her hair. And I love Harvey love. Guillen, and he looks so love. cute. He's so cute, and he's so nice. I met him once, and he was, you know, they say never meet your heroes unless they're cool, and he was amazing. He's the nicest. I've gotten to like spend a like see him a couple times we did this mm-hmm. was so weird we did a comic-con like together where our booths were next <laughs> okay. to each other and he was like okay. so fun because comic-cons are really long and kind of boring if you're just standing in the booth all day and he like mm-hmm. definitely kept me entertained all day he's so sweet and funny let me ask you this what do you think about this whole 45 minute hour long 90 minute debacle with the cocktail of the real gaze of West Hollywood. What do you feel about this moment? I don't have a strong opinion about it. I'm like, I I don't need to watch this show for longer than 45 minutes. But I also understand, was it Lucy? Somebody was online, like, talking about, like, we spend so much time and energy and money on these costumes and then the runways are so, like, that I really get. That seems like, like, really giving the, the queens the the shaft sort of there was the same thing on all stars three actually there were a few episodes where they just like slammed through the runway looks really quickly and i was Mm -hmm. like man we worked hard on these for just like a second of airtime um and it's usually to make more room for drama right like that's the other thing right for the whole like did trixie up put this note up on purpose exactly or which what is your take on that do you think that was shit what, what when you were watching that in real time were you like this is shangela getting camera time or this is as someone is actually upset i mean about i'm this? not hugely invested but um but but yes i think like uh yes i think that it was shangela making a bigger deal out of something that genuinely she had some feelings about but would not have made that big sure. deal if the cameras weren't rolling but also that's because she's good at reality tv right like she's it's very like good. you can be critical of that or you can just be like yeah she knows how to do her job really well you know so yeah so like yes i do not think if there were not cameras that would have gone down in that way but yeah <laughs> gag so let's, okay, so on this special show, because we're the only one talking about Drag Race, we're going to chirp or burp these looks. Ooh. If you enjoy a look, chirp it. If you don't enjoy it as much, give it a burp, Um, if you choose. We got Lucy LaDuca. So many giving, chirps. I think it was great. A swarm yeah, of and starlings. I, yes. Oh, my God. Am, am I dumb, too? Because I was like, I thought it was Donald Duck at first. And I was like, oh, stay I immediately knew what she was referencing the second she mm-hmm. walked out. And I love it. I think it's so cute. I think it's such a and it's fun puffed. reference. Yeah. And it's like. In two different ways. It's a clever. It's a it's a clever way to interpret that. And it's just, I love it. I love it. 
She was very mad she wasn't in the top. Apparently during Untucked, what are you going to do? Well, and it's like a simple look and they're always criticizing if it's just like a, if it's quote unquote just a bodysuit, but whatever. It's like, I love it. It's so fun. I love it. And it's a new silhouette for her. I don't think I've seen her in this silhouette. So um, it's absolutely a chirp for me. Same Z's. Spice giving snow ho snow brats. I think it's really I liked it. I think it's really cute. I've liked a lot of Spice's looks, but what like I could I mean honestly, it's the same critique that Marsha keeps getting that I also feel, which is just like, can we get more? Mm-hmm. Can we get like a like a new silhouette? Can we get bigger? Do we always you know, mm-hmm. she's always like very scaled down because she's a small mm-hmm. little sprite. And it's like, mm-hmm. your clothes don't have to be small little Sprite clothes, you know? Right. <laughs> She's practically a Pikmin wearing a wig. She's so <laughs> wee. Uh, yeah, I, I did like it. And I like that there was so much puffy focus on the, the boots. boots kind of gave great. me something different. Yeah, they're great. It's, uh, and I've been very critical of her. Just like, just like the silhouettes. I'm like, oh, these silhouettes are very similar. Yeah. But I'll give this a chirp. A chirp it. Absolutely. Ooh, the lally. Next we have, I mean... Sasha Colby. It's so good. It's so like I love so I love the Bumblebee vibe. It's I love yeah. all the layers. The hair is incredible. Yes. I love when she yes. first enters and it's just sort of the top of her head poking out of the jacket. Like and that, you know. Yes. It's so good. It's unbelievable and it's convertible and it keeps changing into something cooler and cooler. Uh-huh. I love how many people did like the like the puff leg thing, like the whether it's boots or leg yeah. warmers or whatever she's wearing. I, I love it. Yes, and before I forget, special shout out to Mistress for calling Sasha Colby Dumbledore. That really made me laugh. Um, I yes, it was funny, and also I like think it was mean. Well, no, I didn't think it was mean. I just was like, wait, you're really literally criticizing her just for like. Having a yeah. more adult view of the situation, <laughs> yeah, like how yeah, dare yeah. someone no, interrupt my infult, was... infantile tirade? Like what? You are a hundred percent on the money, <laughs> and I'm and I'm laughing because it's like it proves how fickle gay audiences like myself can be. Because like she, Sasha did nothing wrong, but I'm laughing at the irresponsible cunty comment <laughs> that Mistress made. Well, that's what this show's banking on. That's what the show's banking on. Okay, it's a chirp. Sasha, what a stunner. Chirp it. Lux Noir London. Okay, the idea that this is somehow related to Jackie O, I find, (laughs) I'm like, okay, yes, there is a pillbox on top of you, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't dislike the look, but I'm like, that's just such a bizarre (laughs) thing. No, yeah, it's. It's much more Magicka Dispel than anything, yes. if we're being honest. Oh my God, um, yes. Right? And definitely, but like, I love it. I see the Jetsons thing she's talking about, but yes, I think it's, yes, it is Magicka Dispel, yeah. Jetsons crossover. <laughs> yes. Um, I love it. It's, it's definitely great, but it was funny how many points she got being like, oh yeah, Jackie O. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so weird. Um, it's a chirp still for me because her details and her mug are always correct. Yeah, I'm chirping it. Love. Oh, oh, in the purse. The oh, air I balloon. I don't think I even noticed little that. Jeff little puppy. Yeah. Ba- Malaysia baby doll fox. This is one of my favorites. I love this look. It's so different it's so from cool. the others. 
It's so cool. It's the big, floral, lemony. It looks refreshing. And I think there's like such a trend toward like, we see a lot of black on the runway, like a lot of black fabrics. We see a lot of like mm-hmm. sort of this like very sort of like serious kind of fashion. Like I, I feel like that's right. really what the trends lean towards. And I just love that this is like fluffy and light and colorful and feels like, I don't know. Agree. I love it. Agree. And again, you're a uh, black can be flattened on camera so you know generally it's colors like this might have a bigger impact but it's incredible beehive the little lemonade purse all it just of it. feels fresh it's like very like it's classic and country and feels like down home but also feels like thing i haven't seen anything like this look before i love it yeah it's a chirp Ara Maiori, wow another wow for me you know the judges said that they loved this look i'm like I don't dislike it, but it I didn't have a big reaction when she came out. I thought the pants were a bit distracting, right? Because they're kind of like grease. They're kind of like sandy from grease yeah. pants where the rest is so high end. Yeah, I mean, I don't like there's nothing I dislike about it. And honestly, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a thing where there are so many amazing looks in this that it's like in any other context, I'd look at this and fall over because it's gorgeous. Right. But it's just like there's so right. many other looks. Um, and again, I think I just like I'm kind of like I'm I'm a little over looking at all the sort of like serious brooding like you know it's just like very like the dark colors and the fashion kind of like fierceness I'm just like give mm-hmm. me some there's just so much of that on Drag Race right now and I mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I'm more interested. She needs in the, a little bit of the the goof the goofiness the fun I, and the, the things that like tell a story you know like mm-hmm. just sets it apart. This just feels like I think it's gorgeous. I won't remember it tomorrow. I, I hear that 100% where you're like, yes, this is this is the assignment. I will unfortunately forget about it. I'm going to give it a chirp. Yeah, no, I'll still chirp it for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. Love the details. Love the heavy kimono shoulders. But you're, you're right. I mean, maybe it looked better in person, frankly. Jax, Jax what do you think? It's unfortunate that Sasha had already done the Bumblebee thing because I know. Sasha Sasha's version was more exciting. Right. Had we not seen that, I there maybe would have been a better chance of me being like, yeah, this looks cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing with the puffer thing is that the silhouette, like a flattering silhouette is that's the real challenge of a puffer mm-hmm. theme. And I think everyone mm-hmm. really navigated that well. And it, this is not a great silhouette on Jax. Yeah. Dang. Um, God, am I going to burp it? I guess I'll burp I'm it. I'm burping it too. We're very much on the same yeah. page, you and I. We really are. <laughs> Mistress! Except I like country more than you, <laughs> clearly. Oh, well, yeah, but that's, that's most people do. <laughs> Mistress Isabel Brooks, what do you think about this ex-Tina dirty kind of moment? When she first came out, I was, like, not necessarily feeling it on first glance. And the more I looked at it, yeah. the more I love it. Yeah, at first I was like, wait. And then, especially when she explained it, where she was like, well, obviously I need to be creative. I feel as a big person, I need to be creative about how I'm puffing my body. Yeah, she nailed it. It's Um, so flattering. And and, and it's like really fun and creative. Like the the puffer bell bottom thing is like, mm -hmm. that's so original and like a really fun creative take. 
And chaps can really be cursed sometimes on Drag Race. So she really did it in a way that works. And I love this these colors on her too. So gorgeous. I love the labeling. It gives like an, a very Ivy Park kind of reminiscent high fashion take mm-hmm. on this sportswear. Yeah, it's a chirp. And her boobs Anitra. look amazing. Oh, her boobs. And she's popping them. <laughs> she's popping them and reminding you that she did that in the challenge, which is smart. <laughs> uh, Anitra. Um, I really love Anitra overall. I really like her a lot. Um, and this, again, there is nothing wrong with this look. It's a very attractive look. But I'm also like, yeah, I've seen a lot of hookers on the runway. You know, she like comes in and she's yeah. like talking about like her look being a prostitute look as if that's earth shattering. And it's like, you know, right. being a also, hooker on the runway believe- is the same yeah. as doing a split in a lip sync. You know, it's like, yeah. I just want to give space. It was very funny how much people were saying prostitute. And I was like, not that we ha- we can't say prostitute, but I like how not a single person was like sex worker. Like, no, <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> like, right. Like they don't go to the hooker extreme. They're like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yes. I Do I chirp or burp? What do you think? Um, I There's nothing wrong with it, but I'm going to burp it just because like I I find it, I guess, not memorable. Yeah, I'll burp it because she's been giving, you know, similar sexiness for a while now. Okay, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I like that Marsha is doing something that's like more, like less pedestrian than what she normally does. But it is, Uh to me, she's just like nowhere draggy enough. Yeah. It's just, like, you know, I know she makes her stuff and I know they're whatever. But like this still looks like something I could piece together with separates from like Forever 21. Right. If I saw this in the context with not against competitors and at like a club, I would lose my fucking mind. Oh, I would um, still assume that these were you know. purchase separates, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to burp it, but I really like her talent. Yeah, same. Burp, 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 but same. Selena Estiti's giving, you know, clear backpack jacket. I don't, I don't care for this look. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. Is Hot Cheetos a thing she's alluded to on the season sometime before, or is this new just now? No, I don't okay, think she's alluded then to. I guess she's alluding what? to people. <laughs> yeah. I guess she's saying her pussy is on fire because Hot Cheetos. This, I don't know. Her, like, narrative of this runway is right up there with Kennedy Davenport, like, crystallizing. yes. yes. Yes, but she hadn't died. Her pussy became hot Cheetos. It's, yeah, I, that was. Also, the way the hot Cheetos are framed looks like she has a case of mega worms. You know what I mean? I thought when she first pulled it up, I thought there was like some sort of period joke happening. Like I didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I love her face and hair, but I'm going to burp it. I agree. I love the hair, but burp, burp. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're going to get into whatever we haven't talked about left in the acting challenge. But first... Silence, Dela. I feel like taking another break. Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which 
have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go, visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Go, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you. back my break. Let's see any odds and ends as we casually scroll through our acting challenge. Anything we didn't get to say, any performance notes that come to mind. Uh, you felt know. the editing already... was madness. What's that? 
You thought the editing was madness. The editing was nuts. I feel like we talked about what I think were the three strongest performances, which were uh, Mistress Malaysia and Marsha. Yes. Um, yes. I, I have to laugh uh, at the fact that we got another Miley Cyrus reprisal from <laughs> <laughs> Spice. Oh, my God. I just hate this ant thing so much. Um <laughs> And also, so not only do I hate the ant thing just on its own, but also if we're trying to lean into this like sitcom multicam like mm-hmm. thing, why are we t- going so far away from it with this ant thing? Oh, it just drives me nuts. It distracted me when Rue was like, that was a reference to Tim and Eric. I was like, what? What do you and mean? Why? Yeah, well, I'm confused. It's like, I, I thought she didn't have to eat one. She didn't have to dignify it. It's like, let it be surreal. Like for me, I was like, okay, let it be surreal. That's fine. But the fact that then they made her insert, like, it's like a reference to Tim and Eric, which is like, a lot of things are surreal. You don't have to just give credit to Tim and Eric. Well, and you already listed like all these 70s, 80s, 90s sitcoms that this is supposed to be a reference to. So pick a lane. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing. They I, like I, to complicate. I, Spice was just more of Spice, but they definitely like you know she she took the notes from mm-hmm. the the direction. Like, but also, what the hell was she doing in the? Was it was like Pig Latin? What was she doing? I don't know. It was also really funny when Rue was giving her notes and then she misconstrued the notes and Rue just laughed in her face. That really was funny for me. It just yeah. Well, she got, she got it together. She did she did better than I would have put her in the bottom, but who cares? But I definitely would have put her in the bottom. I thought it was an interesting mm, I, form of agitation, but she was middle of the road for me. Fair. So, okay. So now we have the Reverend, we have Lucy LaDuca, we have uh, uh women of the night coming in claiming to have a connection to this dead man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Classic. Yeah. I did feel bad for Jax. Like just Jax, like uh, not knowing exactly how to like characterize or just like really hit her mark and stick the landing on some of those comedic lines. Yeah, I mean, she just doesn't have like a. She didn't have like a broad enough approach. Like she, I think she just like everything was too subdued. Like her. She didn't come in, I don't know, I mean, they said all this on the runway, but she didn't come in with, like, a super strong Mm -hmm. vision for who her character could be. Mm -hmm. Um, It was all just, the volume was too low on everything, energetically, you know? Wouldn't it be fun if you could direct one of these? I feel like you could really help. Okay, that is the other thing that I would, like, absolutely, like, the two things I always say I would return to Drag Race for is to, like, Mm -hmm. be a coach or to direct something. And honestly, I would love to come in and direct one of these afternoon challenges because I do think I could actually really help these queens. Right. Like, even giving a queen a note of, like, shorter, quicker, louder. There's so much, there's so many line readings that happen in these where somebody just says, say the line like this, and it's Mm -hmm. like, well, but let's see what this queen can develop on her own. Let's see how she can push herself to find mm-hmm. something interesting, you know? Yeah. And I guess, you know, the story unfolds. I laughed at Marsha, Marsha, Marsha's bit. And Anitra was uh, delightful as well. Um, and then Denny Trejo shows up, which honestly made me laugh. It I made hope me they laugh. paid him so much money. <laughs> yeah. To come I hope on he and- was very well paid. <laughs> I hope so. It must have been an hour of work at most. Well, yeah, but also, like, I don't know, just to have 
to have him come in and just do exactly the thing we're talking about where he just gives like 20 different drag race quotes and that's yes yes you're gonna take this amazing like star and that's what you're gonna make them do like yes i, I don't you're, know you're gonna say if you stay machete you ain't gotta get machete it was it'll be fucking and Miss Vanjie again. Again, I was laughing. I could have been high. I don't know. I was laughing. No, it was it was fun. I also was amused. And then my second thought after it was, oh, that poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. So we announce our tops. We got some tops. We got mistress. It, it's clear that like mistress. And um, uh, Malaysia are it's one of them who are winning this unquestionable. And that was that was that was clear from the get go. Yeah, I I thought they did really great. And, you know, I mean, either one of them could have won. If I based it just on the film, I might have given it to Malaysia. I would have, too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Malaysia. um, Yeah, I don't know. Her performance, just every moment felt like she was really present with it and like finding it. And um, and Mistress was great, but like she did sort of she kept doing that same thing where she sort of would like grab the sides of her boobs and run her hands down her sides. That kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, there were a few sort of things like that that were like a funny choice once or twice, but then just sort of kept happening. Right. And and Malaysia didn't have that. She, like, really found something new with every moment, I thought. Just the deadpan of slamming the door in that was Mistress's one of the funniest face. moments. That was really fucking funny. And, like, that literally, very- frankly, when I'm laughing during a drag race challenge, I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow, I'm laughing. Like, for real, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think they wanted, we, we, everyone wants Mistress to win. She's delightful. Um, I, uh, and you know, it, it, when you think about how big of a figure she was in this season, it was surprising she hadn't won yet, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that happens a lot, I feel like, but, but yes, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that she, she got a win and I think it was well-deserved. I probably, uh, if I had to choose, I think I, was more passionate about Malaysia's performance, but mm-hmm. they were very, 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 both incredible. Very, both really like, funny. Yeah. And Spice gets saved from the bottom and mocks, mocks Michelle for, for giving her that note, which I thought was so funny. I Just, loved it. I loved it. And then we have a lip sync against Jax and Ara Mayori to another a fantastic song. Um, I already I forgot fucking, the song. I, I literally the song. already is forgot. It, but it's, is SZA in the song? Is it? I, I thought it was fucking great. Um, <laughs> it'll say it'll show us very quick, soon what this song was. But again, I was like, it also made me think like, oh, maybe they just wanted two really great lip syncers to do this particularly fun song. Who knows? Let's not. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. But if I'm being honest, I sort of like glazed over during the lip sync. Fair, fair. I, I just feel like yes, they are both very talented at this thing that we just are looking at all the time. You know, it's like yeah, it's the same quality of performance oh as sort of what it's everybody's. Megan, the stallion, and Dua Lipa. I said SZA. Um <laughs> Yes. Wait. So wait. Okay, you're saying like how. 
you just feel like you've seen so many lip syncs now. What does it mean? Well, and specifically this kind of lip sync. And I'm not, this is not a criticism of the queens. I think the queens are nailing the assignment. But the assignment mm-hmm. that's always given, sort of like what Drag Race sets up, is like, can you do a split? The judges will always go nuts. Can you mm-hmm. flip over? The judges will always go nuts. Like there's it, there's <laughs> yeah. a formula to right. winning these. And the formula is what is boring at this point. Mm-hmm. That's but a the really queens good are point. killing it, you know? The queens are killing it. And now like the bar gets higher and higher. Like literally Jax is a gymnast. And well, I do, now like, that's going to be like a new bar. It's yeah, like, well, yeah. what were you going to say? No, yeah. no, no, you're, you're right. I also do think that it's like the, the shock with which the judges react to physical tricks is like so deeply disingenuous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only thing that makes me more mad than that is when a queen is doing a great job and they cut to a frowning judge. That <laughs> always upsets me when it's like, no, 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 they're doing good. But then the editor is telling you they're not doing good. Yes, yes. I hate that. But um, it's clear Jax is turning some amazing tricks. Aura's doing a lovely job, but it seems Jax wins it. Um, and they send Aura, who just won a challenge, they send Aura home. Okay, can I just tell you, I have... Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't have a strong opinion about Aura and her like pasties or whatever. Sure. Um and but <laughs> my partner was sitting next to me when I was watching this and he was kind of like tuning in and out and he was like, Why doesn't anywhere one wear boobs anymore? And I was like and he was like being so critical and then he goes, Whatever, all drag is valid, and then looks at his phone again. <laughs> and I just thought that was very funny. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that so funny? We're like we, we get so fickle and you're like, Oh yeah, all drag is valid. But it's like it is a thing where it's like I have a lot of strong opinions and also like they don't ultimately matter, you know? Yeah. Everyone's along for the ride, especially in this postmodern drag era. Exactly. Ara leaves and says, my dead dad will hunt you all. I couldn't tell if she said hunt or haunt. I oh, haunt. I, I heard haunt. Haunt makes more sense. Haunt makes more sense, but also she didn't understand what pry him off me, it's rigamorous meant. So, like, maybe <laughs> yeah. making more sense isn't part of this. What is that? Is that a reference to something that I don't know about? Like, what is she talking about? I think, no. What? what my dead dad will hunt you all? Haunt you all? No. Is I don't it, know. I didn't know if something on an episode I missed or something. Is her... No. Is she talking about, like, like what is she... Maybe it, like, she was just loosely, it was in her brain because dead dads were in the acting challenge. Yeah, I, I was know. like, is this... But then this... she said her dad is dead. Her dad is dead in real life. Okay, that, so her dad is dead in real life. She's, that was, yes, it was like sort of an allusion to something happening in the sketch. I just, if it's that her dad is dead in real life and she was cursing everyone in the room to be haunted by her dad, <laughs> that's actually a very badass exit line. <laughs> I curse you all I again, to be yeah, haunted then again, by I just, this... I st- and again, I have a performance note just like, cause again, that is a funny thing. Deliver it with all the seriousness of Sylvia Ganoush from drag me to hell. Like yeah, give me right. that. I agree. <laughs> okay. Ara's unfortunately gone, but we got a Lulu Parusa next, next week. And I know that's exactly how you're supposed to say it. And there's a twist. Is this perhaps a chance for one of the Queens who've gone home to come back? What's going to happen? 
Oh my God. Can you imagine? There's so many queens. There's still I so know. many. I guess there's still 10, right? Because six girls have gone home. We still have 10 queens. Doesn't it feel like this season has been happening for longer than that, though? Is that just Yeah. Me? No, I, you're right. It, I Again, I... I can't make odds or ends of Drag Race because Drag Race never ends now. We never, we don't have an off season anymore. Which it's really, it is, yeah. It's like a remember? hot dog eating contest. It's like, can it I is. just like get hungry for a second? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, actually one thing that I was like thinking about though with the, with the judging is mm-hmm. I, right, judging is like 50% what's actually what the queens are doing and 50% just like storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like, the conflict between Mistress and Malaysia and then them figuring out that they're this really great comedic pairing would Mm -hmm. have been perfectly buttoned up by a double win. Like that would have been like narratively the perfect way to like close that little narrative. That would have been, yeah, that would have been great. That would have been, and and again, I don't think anyone would have been mad really at this early stage. Like, yeah, they both did great. And then send two of them home because I don't want to be around longer. I will say again, I'm not a producer, but I'm gonna. I, I have a theory that they sent Aura Mayori home because there's too much comfort among the queens. Like, and I wonder if they thought sending home someone who's won a challenge will create some of the hijinks and agitation that we need to keep these girls a fighting. That's it's, just my theory. It's rigor Morris. It's rigor Morris girl. And again, I don't know what that means. I can't wrap my <laughs> mind around that sentence. <laughs> oh God. Her frustration was so funny. <laughs> it really was. But Dayla. it was also like, she really wanted to understand. Yeah. She was like really trying. She was trying. The gears Dayla, who do you, who would you like to see win this season? If you had to take a stab in the dark. Oh gosh. Um, I, I really like Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I think Mistress is very talented. Uh, I really, oh my God, I have to like think about who they all are. Um, sure. Got Spice, uh, Lux, you know, Selena, I, Sasha. I, uh, I mean, Sasha is also like, I would be very happy with Sasha as a winner. Yeah. Um, I don't think Spice makes any sense as a winner, but I just have to say, it's so unexpected to me how much I like her. I really... Yeah before the season was like, just like, what are they doing hiring the, or like bringing these TikTok queens on? And I like very quickly became quite fond of them. Um, So yeah, I don't, I think that, you know, a lot of these queens, whoever's crowned have like really set themselves up well for like whatever the next phase of their career is. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in this room, so they're all they're all really fun to watch. And I got yeah, if Sasha or Mistress won, I'd be very happy. Yeah. But that would be cool for me. Daylot, remind us where we can support you. What's going on? Where can we follow you? All that stuff. Yeah, well, I'm just Ben de la Creme, B-E-N-D-E-L-A-C-R-E-M-E, one word across uh, all all the social media platforms. Oh, and nice? uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> oh my God, last year was such a crazy touring year that now, you know, I have my own production company and mm-hmm. now we're like in production world again. So right now um, there are a lot of irons in the fire, uh, both for planning the next couple big tours. And there's also a couple 
things coming up that will be revealed in, I think, the next six months, but I can't really talk about them All will be revealed. Just follow Ben De La Creme. Follow my social media and, yeah, and hold your breath because there's there's actually some very cool stuff that's going to be coming out soon. I can't wait. I mean, I know, um, again, I know it came out two years ago, but the Christmas special you made with Jinx is fucking amazing and funny and great. And uh, I think... Uh, will be watched for years and years to come. Yeah, I hope so. I'm really happy with, you know, we really wanted to make something that felt like a cult movie and felt like it was like for a specific audience and felt like something mm-hmm. that people would want to revisit every year. And so I'm really happy that it it that's truly been the response. Um, but yeah, and also, you know, I mean, Jinx and I did our holiday tour this year that was like the longest, biggest one we've ever done. And uh you know, I mean, I start working on routing that tour in January. So we're like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm in the throes of that tour being even bigger and more sprawling uh, next year. So how trippy is it to see also your very good friend on Broadway? Oh, it's like, nuts. And I'm going to see her next week, actually. Uh, uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited to actually get to to see her in it. It's been such a longtime dream of hers. It's the perfect role for her. And she's just like, She's very deserving. I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Um, I love it. I love it. Before we go, I'll say follow us at Drag Her Podcast on Instagram. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or if you listen to pods, we'll read them on the pod. Just like this review that says, yes, five stars from BBKJG. The best and only Drag Race podcast there is. That's a fact. That's it's, just a fact. I know. It's really weird that the market hasn't expanded. You would think there'd be like more attention to supply. I'm actually demand. upset. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a very upset that someone who hasn't been on the show has their own podcast talking about the show. Well, it's, you know, you're a pioneer. You're a forward thinker. You're I'm brave. You're brave. Exceptionally I'm fearless. Brave. I'm cunty. <laughs> Cunty, exactly, yes. Um, and no, I'm very glad to be the only one. And Dela, it has been such a fucking treat having this time with you. So, till next time, let the music play. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> was a HeadGum original.